in those early years, um, when I came to know the Lord, um, he, he and his family were so against it that they actually advised him to divorce me. Joy spent many lonely years trying to trust God and love her husband well. Thankfully, she found the support and encouragement she needed. I think that God just really used focus on the family um, and your guys' ministry to grow me and um, prepare me and um, guide my heart to live out um, in front of my husband what it means to follow Christ. Thankfully, Joy's husband also became a follower of Jesus. I'm Jim Daly. Your generous support of Focus on the Family on Giving Tuesday will help us transform hurting marriages like Joy's. And right now, we have a matching opportunity, so anything you give will be doubled. Please donate at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash Tuesday. I think it's safe to say that uh, those of us who call ourselves Christians feel that one of the most important things we can do is equip our kids with a vibrant faith so they go off into adulthood uh, able to handle the realities of life and uh, to deal with the difficulties of life. Because the truth is, we can't do anything about their faith after they leave. Uh, There's only so much you can do once they leave the home or leave your orbit. I'm John Fuller in the studio today with Dr. Danny Huerta. He heads up our Focus on the Family parenting team. And Danny, um, there are so many scenarios in which a young adult child is struggling, making poor choices, and as a parent, we want to swoop in and rescue them. That doesn't really work, does it? No, John, and I think we can still model our faith to our adult children. We can uh, still have very deep conversations with them. And then sometimes when our kids are making poor decisions, they clearly may not see the fact that they're poor decisions. And I remember a time with... Uh, with an adult child that came into the office with his parents. And he said, if my parents would just let me smoke pot at the house as, a, as an adult man, it, it, things would be fine. If I could just do video games and do whatever I wanted to, we would be at peace. Everything would be great. And For him. And, for him. And I remember the, <laughs> the, the parents feeling helpless and yeah. powerless with this very strong personality child that they had. And I said, you guys need to have very strong boundaries. Th- these are unhealthy things that, that your son is choosing to do. Boundaries mm-hmm. are going to be very loving and helpful for him to grow up. So you guys aren't maintaining him for the next 20 years. Yeah. And they had such a hard time with that, especially, and this happens often, is no offense to moms, but it usually happens to the mom that she feels bad for her son. And man, he'll, he'll come around and she's hopeful and in those moments of letting them know that you are such a loving mom, you really are. Many moms out there, well-intentioned, loving, full of grace. And sometimes that can actually get in the way of allowing your adult son to become a young man mm. who's able to fail and pick himself back up yeah. with the right community around him. And sometimes those are the biggest lessons that yeah. they learn in life. Yeah, the school of hard knocks yeah. can offer so much to kids as they leave the nest. And let's go ahead and hear more on this from Allison Botke. Uh, Jim Daly and I spoke with her. She's written a lot on the topic and has some really excellent insights. The older I get, the simpler some things get. When I look at Scripture and I see the metaphors of what God is talking to us about, he uses marriage as a metaphor. Uh, He's the bride, we're the bridegroom, those kinds of things. And specifically when I look at parenting, of course, we're made in his image. So my 
thought is some of our desires are from God's heart. And then some of those things that are uh, maybe unhealthy are from the sin that enters our heart in this world, right? So when I look at the parenting uh, approach, I feel like when we're trying to give good things to our children, that is a, a, a personality of God. In other words, it says in Scripture, he too wants to give good things to his children. But there is also this side of God that he allows us to go through valleys to grow, to gain wisdom, to better appreciate the the good things that we have in life when they come our way. How do we as parents pull back from the rescue mentality? I mean, oftentimes, think about it. Spiritually, we will pray, God, help us out of the situation. And then we're frustrated that God has not helped us out of that situation. We might even go as far as asking, are you truly there, God? Don't you know this situation that I'm in? And like a good parent, he's, yeah, but I think you're going to learn something good through this. You allude to that in parenting, but it's so hard for us to let our adult children, particularly, again, 20, 30-somethings, walk through a valley where they've got to figure out how to get out of it, even though we could jump in. We can help them out of our retirement account. If it's financial, we can help them. But restraint is often the wiser choice. (laughs) Yes, it is. And that's where we need people around us to hold us accountable, that we can really share these challenges that we have with um, And if it's a hole in our heart that we're trying to fill, we've got to look at that and pray for wisdom and discernment to shine the light on us. And that's the key right there, to be able to see how to respond to your child in a positive way. You really have to turn the light on you and say, what is it about me, God? Instead of Mm. praying, oh, my son needs this or my daughter needs this or how do I? Lord, give me the insight and the wisdom to know what I have to change about myself. Yes, but I'm getting more to, I'm thinking more of the allowing your children to suffer consequences for their decisions. And that should really start when they're young, but we bail them out because we and don't want to do see them suffer. And why do we bail them out? Because there's something. Right. We, we haven't learned the right parenting skills many, in many instances. You know, a lot of, a lot of us don't know what, you know, this is a job that we don't even get education for. Our parents just are Dropped into parenthood. Allison, it's hard. Uh, yes. I've got to tell you, uh, no. you're calloused as a mom. If you're not going to bail, <laughs> he's supposed to bring brownies to the school <laughs> luncheon, and you didn't exactly. make them. Exactly, boy. It's, and the guilt, don't we have guilt? You know? yeah. And that's, that's a whole other story, mm-hmm. how to yeah. get over the guilt and the fear. Well, Danny, you've worked with a lot of parents over the years, and, and I don't think this scenario is really unusual. Where there's an adult child, you mentioned it earlier, even going into that clip with Allison Bakke, the adult child is making bad choices, and here we are um, wanting to help but enabling and, mm-hmm. and furthering that child's desire or ability to make bad choices. How do we find people that are going to hold us accountable in this and encourage us to stick it firm and not give in and go overboard in helping this kid? I love the resources from Allison Botke. She does a great job of providing some great boundaries for us to practice with our adult children that create healthiness in the home. And that's mm-hmm. really what we're, we're pursuing. And part of that healthiness is modeling the fact that we need a community of people that are able to give life-giving reproof to us at times, uh, that get us uh, seeing things that we may not be seeing. I do this with my own team, John. I'll ask People around me, do I have any blind spots that mm. I need to be aware of? As I'm doing life as a leader here uh, at Focus on the Family, and please tell me those. I want to hear them, and I want to write them down. We need to do that with our friends, close friends. When we're raising adult kids, we may have blind spots that we're 
not aware of. And those are so important to look at, especially when raising our adult kids. We may be triggered. We may be still seeing them as teenagers or preteens and we're treating them that way, but they're adults and they can handle a lot more than sometimes we uh, give them credit for. And, mm-hmm. and then they, they stay in that. And so, yeah, it, it's, it's good to find it's either at a church, a Bible study, or a group of friends that you know and get together. And it's not gossip about each other's kids and how bad they're doing. Explore life together. And in that, maybe sharing some of the struggles when there's trust. Mm-hmm. And they may give you feedback. Write it down. Pray about it. doesn't make it an automatic, oh, I need to take that in. Pray about it. And then consider what would be the best, the healthiest thing for my child's development. Yeah, and I'm going to just say if you're a younger parent, if your kids are, let's say, in the single-digit age range, it's not too late at all. It's not too early, in fact, to start finding a life group, uh, several other couples that you can just enter into these turbulent adolescent years and then go into the adult kid years. Uh, knowing each other, having trust, and being able to have those candid conversations. I pretty much guarantee you uh, that life group that you begin now will be invaluable to you 10, 15 years down the road. God has blessed us with some tremendous friends. We've been able to to kind of iron, sharpen iron throughout these years, and I'm so grateful for that group of of people that are in my life holding me accountable and encouraging me. And, and these kinds of conversations can be difficult for families. We know there's a lot of struggle. This is one of the top reasons people contact Focus on the Family is adult kids, uh, we're not seeing eye to eye, we're having struggles, what do we do? Uh, if that's you, please know we're here for you and we're a phone call away. 800, the letter A in the word family. Uh, we have a team of folks on the phone that will encourage you. They'll offer resources. We have caring Christian counselors, and it would be a privilege for us to work with you and to offer what we can to you. Also, we have Allison Bakke's terrific book, Sending Boundaries with Your Adult Children. We're making that available to you and asking for a one-time gift, or if you can, a monthly pledge of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. We want to help families thrive in Christ, and you're a key part of that as you donate to us. Contribute today. We'll send the book to you. Call that 800 number or click the link in the show notes. And we'll hear more from Allison next time about her own journey of loving her son in spite of an addiction. Uh, That's really tough, but you'll hear hope in the conversation next time. For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. A mysterious phone call and a new nemesis? Emily Jones and Matthew Parker are on the case. I just need to find out who this person is. Oh, it sounds like a real mystery. It all starts with a phone caller threatening to blackmail Jones and Parker's friend Jeremy. But this new nemesis won't stop there. Can Emily and Matthew figure out who this blackmailer is before it's too late? Solve the mystery with them by reading Jones and Parker Case Files, The Nemesis. It's the second book in the series with 16 new stories full of fun, faith, and intrigue. It's a great way for kids ages 8 to 12 to sharpen their detective skills while learning important values. Inspect clues, examine the evidence, and try to guess who done it. This is going to be harder than I thought, Mr. Whitaker. Oh, stop saying that, Priscilla. Relax. We're going to have a blast. For more, go to adventuresinodyssey.com slash jonesandparker. That's adventuresinodyssey.com slash jonesandparker.